It's Guy's Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Hey, welcome to Guy's Guy Radio. Hope you're doing well wherever and whenever you're listening to this. You might know me better as the guy from the intro voiceover, but I'm Ryan, and I was the producer of this podcast when Guy's Guy Radio was first getting started. Now, this is the 600th episode of Guy's Guy Radio, so we're going to be doing things a little differently tonight. We're flipping the script, if you will, and I'm going to be taking over the interview reins to shine the spotlight on the guy who makes this all happen. Since the launch of the book, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, and the podcast shortly thereafter, the Guy's Guy movement has grown to span multiple continents and has evolved past just dating and relationships. Being a Guy's Guy is about being open to new modalities of thinking, whether that's business, wellness, fitness, spirituality, the metaphysical, on and on. But the point is, with 600 episodes and over 700 guests and counting, that's a hell of a lot of insight across a myriad of topics. And the through line throughout all of that is that taking in information and applying what works for you is a step towards bettering yourself and those around you. It's all done with the intention of presenting information to allow men and women to be their best selves. That's how everyone wins, right? 600 episodes, 600 hours, 36,000 minutes, 25 days worth of Guy's Guy Radio. That's a lot of content. So strap in because tonight we're going to have a sit down with the guy himself, Robert Manny, to talk Guy's Guy past, present, and future. Where do we go from here? You're going to have to listen to find out. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back to Guy's Guy Radio. As I mentioned, we're going to be flipping the script tonight for the 600th episode. I'm taking over the interview reins, and I'm going to be interviewing the man himself, Robert Manny, about all things Guy's Guy. So first off, from the rip, how you doing, Bob? I'm doing great. Thank you, Ryan. And for everybody out there, I can't help being a host. Ryan Gilpatrick has been with me from the beginning of the show and has been so helpful in production and strategy. And now here he is interviewing me. So thank you so much, Ryan, for doing this. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun today. Absolutely. Bob and I go way back. As I mentioned from the top, had produced a show for a number of years from the inception of Guys Guy Radio. So I'm stoked to, to be here flipping the script and interviewing you for once. So All right. Let's hop into it. So first off, for the people who might be uninitiated, what is a guy's guy and why does it matter in today's society? Well, as, as we know, like men are kind of under the crosshairs right now. And for a lot of, a lot of it's for good reason. I mean, men have kind of gotten the better of things for thousands of years, whereas women have only recently begun to get their due and their recognition. Um, guys have been able to run the show for, for not just decades, not hundreds of years, but thousands of years. And now things are changing and they're changing very rapidly. So uh, Guy's Guy is really an updated version of uh, the traditional man's man, but it's not about macho. It's not about testosterone. It's about being comfortable in your own skin, uh, sensitized to what's going on in the world today, being mindful, present, uh, kind, humane, and also courageous in terms of doing the right thing. 
hopefully, and uh, and being a human, making you know making mistakes, but owning it and then moving forward. So hopefully, a guy's guy is something that guys aspire to, and that women, everybody enjoys their company. So it's uh, I'm really glad that we've been doing this because as I've seen over the last decade of working on this brand and building this brand, there's more and more a need for men to evolve and really put their best face forward. Let's face it, this is a time where it's, I think it's the greatest time ever to be a man because it's never been more opportunities for men to do whatever they want to do, yet it's also a time where it's never been less clear who men are. Hence, enter the guy's guy, and hopefully we can help uh, lead the way to make this a better world. In recent years, men and their behavior have been under the microscope, right? And a lot of that comes from being accountable for who you are and what you're about. So based on what we've seen over the last, I don't know, decade, what do you think about the current state of men? Where are we at? Well, I think, you know, there's some good trends happening now, I think. And I've noticed this over the last decade that I think today's men want to better themselves, but sometimes they don't feel as comfortable as women do with self-improvement. It's interesting that uh, a good portion of our audience is is women. And uh, I understand why, because, you know, I've been to, you know, yoga, anybody's been to a yoga class or some type of spiritual group metaphysical work. It's filled with women and um, guys are coming along with it. They're getting, they're getting it together and becoming more open-minded, but I'm a boomer. And I know from dealing with my friends, the guys, it's hard to get to them. They think they have the answer to everything. A lot of guys, including myself, we can be thin skinned. We can be, I have to be right. That's the way it is. Double down on everything, triple down. And you know, it's not helping. It's, and then the stress builds up and then we start to get closed down and closed minded. And I think this is a really important thing that we're doing, Ryan, is trying to reach guys and reach women and have everybody kind of come together, live their best lives through being open minded, exchanging ideas. One of the things we do on the show, as you know, is we've interviewed over 700 thought leaders from all different parts of life, all different categories. And the idea is to just bring new information to people and then let them determine is this something I can use or not? You know, I don't, I've, I've got a free education having done 700 shows, excuse me, 600 shows, 700 guests. Some, some shows we had in the past, we had more than one guest. It's a free education learning all these things from all these different people. That doesn't mean I agree with every single thing I've heard from every guest or I'm doing every single practice that they, that they suggest. The other piece of good news, though, is you can pick and choose, but also a lot of people who are evolved are saying the same things in a different way. And there's different tactics. And that's good because, you know, every, every raindrop is different. Um, and it's okay. It's still part, it becomes part of a, a lake or the ocean. That's okay. We're all part of the ocean, but we're all individual drops of water. And if we start to recognize that and embrace that, then we can move forward together. So when I bring the guests to the show, it's not that this is what you have to do. It's like, Here's some new information for you. So, you know, listen, it's guy's guy. I love baseball. I love quote unquote babes. I love beer and all that stuff, but there's more to it. And I think a lot of guys as they age now are starting to realize, hey, what else is there for me? Is the collective determining who I am, what I am, and what's going to happen with me? Or do I have a say in this? And if you're an individual critical thinker nowadays, as I think we've seen over the last couple of years, you can be vilified for thinking on your own, making your own judgments, doing your own research, whatever it is in whatever category, it's really important for people to not just not just take in what they're told as the gospel truth on everything, but be open 
and say, okay, I understand this. I want to learn more about that. And that's what we do on Guys Guys Radio. We really bring out the information to people and let them make their own determinations as to what works for them. So you mentioned 600 episodes. You've got 700 guests. Like that's a lot of content. And you, you mentioned yourself, some of the stuff you agree with, some of the stuff you don't. It's all about presenting the information and allowing the listener, the viewer, whatever the case may be, to make their own informed decisions based on what works for them. So coming out of that, what are the pieces of information that you want people to really take away? Like when we're looking at men in today's society, they're being pulled in a million different directions. What steps can they take? What pieces of information do you think are the most important in taking the steps to reimagine their place within society in a positive way? Well, I think that, uh, number one, I think we all need to learn to listen to others. And if we don't agree with other people, whether you're a guy or a woman or whatever, ask questions. Ask questions and keep asking questions and then say, thank you. I wanted to really, I want to hear how you came up with those conclusions. I think that's a great first step in kind of bringing people together and finding some peace because everybody's so polarized and locked in, it makes it really difficult. I think for men, one of the things I've learned from, uh, you know, the show began with the, the book, we'll get into that, and also a lot of dating and relationships and a couple of pieces of information that were surprising to me in some ways. And yet uh, the more I heard it, the more I learned about it, the more I realized it's so true and was right in front of my face is that, you know, in traditional relationships, women want the guy to take the lead and to really make them feel secure and comfortable. That does not mean that women are not capable of that. But at a certain point, they want to take the alpha business hat off, if you will, and they want to let the guy come up with some ideas and take the lead and suggest a date. Today, it's so easy for guys. You can sit at home in your tidy whities and meet lots of really good-looking, smart, capable women out there. And it can, it can lead to laziness because technology can be, as you know, our friend or our foe, depending on how you use it. So I think one of the things guys need to learn is that women still appreciate if you behave like a guy in a good way. That doesn't mean to be arrogant or narcissistic or misogynist or chauvinistic. It means being present. It means listening. It means coming up with ideas. It means contributing and, and being open. And the, to me, the best thing that couples can do is both learn to grow individually and bring the learning into the relationships to make better relationships. This is what I've gleaned from the relationship experts, men and women over the years, which is kind of one of the building blocks of, of Guys Guys Radio and the whole Guys Guys movement is relationships. And that was the, you know, the book was based on that. Right. So you brought up the book. That was really kind of the genesis of this whole Guys Guy movement, right? Let's start there. How'd you get started writing that? What was the inspiration behind that? Like, take me through the process. Well, you know, writing itself is like, I always say, it's something that it's not that you want to do. It's something that if you're a writer, it's something you have to do. So as a kid, I wanted to be a writer in some form or fashion. And I think everybody has a book or stories inside of them. And it's up to them to determine, do they want to pull it out or, or, or not? So when I was in uh, a junior in high school, I wrote a book about baseball called Off the Bench, and it got passed around in class. And the English teacher was reading it to the class all about our baseball team. And I'm like, wow, people really like this. It's fun. And then um, I kind of put it aside and got, went, got my education, got in the business world, and I felt something was missing. And I, I, I wrote a book about a startup um, 
and it was a novel. And I, I remember I, I cried when I finished it and I sent it out and I got rejected everywhere. And I went to writing conferences and I still got rejected. And I said, okay, I know how to write a book now. So I went back and, uh, and also people who read it said, oh, is that you? And I'm like, damn. And uh, so I went back and I had this inspiration. I was in Bloomingdale's and I was, there was a, a woman and her boyfriend and she was kind of leading around telling him what clothes to wear. And I'm like, wow, is this how it is now? You know, got, got, pick out your own suit or whatever. And I was being kind of narrow in my thinking then, but I thought, you know, maybe the, this dynamic between men and women needs to be discussed from a male point of view and from somebody witnessing. So I started writing The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, and I'm not in the book. And there's three main characters. There's the character that's the, the regular guy, the guy's guy, and then there's kind of the womanizer guy who's the sexual male, and then there's a, a kind of a spiritual guy who's a surfer. And it's really about the three of them, and it's about relationships. You've got flawed men, savvy women. It's a frothy, sexy romp through the crazy world of Madison Avenue, because I know about that because I lived it, but it's not me. And I realized at the end of it that I had created this fun kind of blue sky world that it's like reads like a beach read, but it's about something. And it's a, it's a 350 page book. And um, I got rejected and rejected and rejected. And I kept fine tuning it. And finally, I got, I got traction. We got the book out there. I got featured in a two-page gatefold in the New York Post. The book came out, and um, I'm like, "Wow, we've got something here. This is, and it fills a need because I think people needed to hear the regular guy, male point of view on relationships because we had Sex in the City and all kinds of stuff where it's it's a lot of it was driven by the female perspective. And I didn't see any movies that were about what do the guys think? How about the guys' perspective on this? And so that's what was my inspiration and. And motivation. I wanted to tell the truth in a way that doesn't marginalize men and doesn't put down women. And uh, and there's a lot of sex and fun in the book and backstabbing and this and that. But it's about how we are. And um, the good news is there's redemption and there's friendship and um, and there's fun. Yeah, I mean, to quote Drake, women are the tastemakers here, but you need that secondary perspective, right? The other half of the the yin and the yang. So you drop the book. We were working together in a in Madison Avenue in the advertising game. Yep. So what what happened next? Well, from there, I you know I started blogging. So the main character in the book is a guy by the name of Max Halliday, and he's asked by his ex um, if he can uh, write a column about men for women. She's got a new. Uh, a woman's magazine. And he says, no. And he, he says, uh, women don't want to hear what, what men really think. They don't want to know how men really, really are. And that's another reason I was inspired to write the book. I want to give the, the ugly truth, if you will, because it's not that bad. So he starts writing a column and the column's called, of course, the guy's guy's guy to love. And it becomes, you know, is it famous or notorious? Because his whole behavior changes as he becomes this man about town uh, in the city. And so I started writing a blog about kind of my perspective, the male's perspective on different topics. And we did over 300 blog posts. And uh, it's really about life imitating art. And we got picked out as one of the best dating blogs and, in, you know, and things like that. And you posted so many of those, those articles for me. They're all on my website, Rob, robertmanni.com. And you can read any of the 300 of them. And and while you're there, you can also download three free chapters of the novel uh, if you want. Come on, now. <laughs> Come on now. But the purpose was to put it out there, and so everybody has a lot of material to look at and topical stuff. We wrote about you know business, 
office parties, relationships, holidays, diet, fitness. It started to spread spread out there and it started to get picked up. So I just kept going. Yeah. I mean, you definitely covered a, a large breadth of all of the, you know, the facets that constitute what a guy's guy is, whether that's dating or relationships, whether it's business, whether it's wellness, you know, metaphysical, all of that kind of stuff. And that's kind of been your approach with the podcast too, right? How did that become part of the picture? Pods uh, were starting to happen a little bit and I'm like, okay, let's do one. So I was doing with one with a partner and we did about three or four shows. And then uh, the other person wanted to do their own thing. And I'm like, cool. And I had a, had a, a date coming up. Do I have to, you know, I'm going to do it or drop it. And I called up a friend of mine who's a comedian and he came on the show and I'm like, that was fun. And then I started scrounging around for dates to make a weekly show. Uh, and um, over time, I started to be discovered by publicists who used to send me guests. And first, there was relationship people. And I would also go on their shows. And then I started to get other things, wellness, metaphysical, sports writers, New York Times authors. And these publicists started sending me guests. And I said, okay, well, the guy's guy's world isn't just about sex and dating. It's about much more than that. And maybe I can help, you know, lead the way into uh, helping men evolve in a good way. And so we started to grow that way, the podcast. And then from there, part of it, Ryan, as you know, is keep going. We just kept doing it week after week, putting out the content. There's an unquenchable thirst of content for content out there. And it, it, while you're doing it, it hones your game. So I figured, well, I'm a little bit under the radar so far, but let me keep doing it. I'll polish my game and we get more and more guests. And you know, I'll take a shot at getting a, a big name out there and that could take the show to the next level. Yeah. And again, it's, it's been a growing sort of platform. It's been growing in, you know, multiple different directions because again, that's how men in today's society should be growing, right? Like rounding yeah. out their skill set by, by learning more about all of these, you know, uh, types of things, whether it's wellness, the spirituality, the metaphysical, all that kind of stuff. It's all part of this big puzzle, right? So have you gone about branching out? Like what is the, what has the process been? Was there a conscious thought process about like bringing in people from these disparate sorts of topics or was it all, did it all just kind of stem naturally for you? Uh, a kind of a combination. I, I would, if I had certain areas that would have interest to me, then I would reach out to people in those areas. And then once you get discovered, then you start to get publicists send you people who are, rep they're representing people who are in those areas. And then I uh, you know, wrote down names of people I'd like to be able to talk to and start to get some of those. Uh, at the time when I just started out, I got Neil Donald Walsh. He's been on the show four or five times. He's yeah. coming on in another two weeks from now. And he wrote Conversations with God. And I always found that his books were so different. And it was really breakthrough in terms of how people see metaphysics and spirituality. And that he, he says in his quote unquote conversations with God, that God says that it, God experiences itself through all of us, each of us individually and collectively. And I thought like, wow, that is so different than what we're told in organized religion. And I think you start thinking about it and then you start seeing everything having God in it and it changes your perspective of the world and it changes you as a person. So that's one example of one way I go. I like sports. So I want to get some sports people. I like celebrities, TV. I, I looked in that direction. I got, uh, Vinny Pastor from The Sopranos. I got Eric Roberts, who I think is a terrific actor. He was in The Pope of Greenwich Village, also Oscar nominated for uh, another film, uh, Runaway Train, I think it was called. 
And, um, and we just started to grow from there. And I figured, well, okay, uh, I read a book. I like this author. I reached out to them. Or I'm online. I'm watching a TV show. I watch Gaia sometimes. And some of the guests I find, find are like really ahead of the curve. Let me see if I can get that person. I'll give you an example. Bill McKenna, uh, my, my wife, she saw him on uh, Gaia and said, you should really meet this guy. He'd be great on your show. Not only did I uh, get him on the show, I met him and he's one of my buddies now out here in California. So that's the way it works. I just start growing. And then the way you get guests, if you're a podcaster, is you ask the guests that you have, if you see on their book or whatever, hey, they got a blurb from this person, or you know they know this person, you say, hey, I'd love to talk to that person. And people, if they think you're doing a good job and you're respectful, they'll, they'll help you. They'll connect you. And I can't tell you the amount of times and the amount of people I've been connected to who have come on the show and been you know, like friends, people I could reach out to at any time and been super helpful and super nice and really are beacons of light in the world. And we need people like that. That's why I love doing the show because, you know, obviously I want to raise my own brand, but I'm helping other people who have positive messages out there that are interesting too. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I think is cool about the podcast generally is that it's like, you're a guy who's never been afraid to go in like your own direction and kind of seek out you know, outside sources or do your own thing and, you know, expand your own personal horizons. And that the, the podcast is really kind of an extension of that. But in that turn, you've also been able to spread that awareness and that kind of messaging and bring this information to new kind of audiences. And for you, part of this, you know, with guys, guy radio is that you've been able to branch that out towards terrestrial radio. You're working in, with KCAA, you're working with UK health radio. So how did that kind of come about and what's, what's, what are we looking forward to? Moving okay. Forward? So, so the podcast was on and we started on blog talk radio and then we expanded to other platforms, as you know, so we we're everywhere. And then, uh, one of my guests came on Kimberly Meredith. She's the medical medium and she, it's like a human uh, MRI machine. She kind of can see inside you through her guides, through blinking. If you're open I, to this. I talked well, to her one time. It was trippy yeah. as hell. She was like, you know, doing psychic readings over the phone or whatever. I remember. Well, like, we did a live show. Absolutely. And what happened was you did, uh, the reading was on me and the show. And I had a medical issue. And I went back into my uh, practitioner and had some other tests done. And there was substantial changes. To the point where my physician said, go take the test again. And I did. It was the same thing. So he was like, okay, maybe we missed something. You had an infection or whatever. I said, uh, okay. Well, I wrote an email to thank Kimberly. And she said, well, would you come on KCA radio and tell your story? I said, I'll tell you what happened. That's it. And so she said, okay. So I went on the show. And afterwards, the producer who used to produce for Howard Stern, a guy by the name of Gary Garber, he came on and said, hey, what are you doing? And I told him about what I've been doing in my podcast. He said, you want to be a host on KCAA. So now I've got, I got two prime time slots there twice weekly, uh, Wednesdays and Sundays, and they're on AM and FM. So we're on terrestrial radio in the largest market, uh, Southern California. And from there, a couple of years later, then because we've had so many of these, uh, uh, alternative medicine and traditional allopathic uh, practitioners covering everything from light therapy to, uh, um, Lyme disease and just experts in different areas. Uh, uh, UK Health Radio launched a uh, the what's now the largest talk health radio platform in the world. It's digital radio, and we're on guys. Guys Radio is on there four times every weekend, plus on demand. So now we've got that, and that's worldwide. 
very big in the UK, obviously, very big in the US now and other markets in Europe and India. And uh, so that's great. So we keep spreading, we keep adding to the platform and it's all, it's all seamless. It's all part of the building blocks. It's all part of the foundation. And the responsibility on me is I really need to, to represent this. I, I want to live it. So I am a uh, uh, Reiki master teacher. I am a advanced clinical master hypnotist. I am certified in Ho'oponopono. I am uh, certified in one level of awakening dynamics and uh, the Jose Silva life course. And I've had guests on the show who have taught me these things. Like uh, I got into Ho'oponopono because I had Joe Vitale from The Secret on the show for my 500th episode. And I was so enamored with the message of Ho'oponopono, which is basically you clean out your garbage uh, that, that you carry around with you through a phrase. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I put that out there all the time. And anytime I have an issue with anybody or have an argument, whatever, I send that to them and like clockwork, it works perfectly. And it's all about cleaning the issue with me that I found in you because it's all about us carrying around stuff. And, um, that's a very obviously shorthand version of it. But the point is through my guests, I've learned so much more. So I keep learning and keep, keep bringing new people on the show and keep, you know, upping my own personal game because I think that's really important. And as part of that, um, UK health radio has a digital magazine called health triangle magazine. And they put an offer out a year ago saying, Hey, anybody have some content they want to put out here. We're going to do a monthly series monthly, uh, we're going to do a monthly magazine. So I'm like, I've been really looking at aging as a boomer. And about, as you know, about 10 years ago, I was out running. I had a, what would they found a kidney stone that disappeared somehow. Uh, and then I had two surgeries for gross on my kidneys and that was gone. And I never had to deal with that again. And then I uh, also had an emergency appendectomy three years ago. And um, while well, in that process, I heard a voice in my head said, don't drink alcohol. So I stopped. The reason I bring this stuff up is part of my own personal journey is I've changed my lifestyle. I also, at the time where I had my first surgeries, my son was one and I'm an older dad. And I'm like, I got to take care of myself. I partied hard in the advertising industry, working on the top distilled spirits accounts in the world and had a great time. And now it's time to take care of me. And uh, so I've changed at adding those metaphysical practices along with my own personal practices. I do Dan Millman, who wrote the uh, Peaceful Warrior, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. He has a workout, a morning workout. It's called um, the, the, the Dan Millman um, Peaceful Warrior Workout, of course. Yeah, yeah. And he's been doing it. I looked at him when I interviewed him. I'm like, wow, you look great. How old are you? And he told me at the time he was like 74. I'm like, yeah. wow, I got to start doing that. And I realized that, you know, my time pounding in the gym with the weights and everything, I had run three marathons at the third marathon. My knee was like, ah, this doesn't work and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, I have to change. I have to adapt because I'm, I'm aging. So long story long, forgive me, is that I started changing my lifestyle and chronicling it for UK Tri Health Triangles Magazine, uh, Health Triangle Magazine. And it's a series. It's called Aging is a Choice. So now I'm very focused on that. I just finished my most recent column that got submitted and they've, they've published 12 in a row. And we're working on some bigger ideas around that concept because I also want to be a light to help out 
the boomer guys and boomer women out there to try to do anything they can to keep themselves vital and to explode and to smell, dispel the myth that aging is about demise and like you're going down and it's a lot of it gets planted in people's psyche and consciousness and it's a bad thing. And I hear it all the time. I hear a friend say, oh, we're getting old now. I'm getting old, getting old, getting old. You know what? That's your choice. And that's why I say aging is a choice and we have to really just live our lives, be present, take care of ourselves, take care of other people and not let the conscious collective, if you will, tell us the narrative. This is how it is. No. Well, your personal journey has been very well documented, whether it's across the the blog, whether it's been on the podcast, you've got the new column with UK Health Radio. I know that there's some other stuff in the works that I don't want to blow the lid on um, when it comes to aging being a choice and you know your your journeys therein. So taking a look at your story specifically, I mean, like you're a guy, you had your phone on Madison Avenue in New York City in your heyday. You got married later in life. You had a kid later in life. That's, you know, a part of your personal journey. It's also something that you've you know, shared a lot about. So for anyone who's tuning in now, what kind of takeaways, what kind of learnings can you share with us about that whole experience? Well, it's all about relationships and I totally get you. Um, I, I had to learn the hard way. I mean, I, I was in a couple of long-term relationships that didn't work out and um, I learned from them and I did things that weren't great. And I said, okay, what do I have to do? So I went online. I was old. I didn't get married. I went online. I met a lot of great women and uh, I started to ask myself, okay, is this it? I'm just going to be dating online all the time. And all of a sudden somebody winked at me on match.com and it was somebody who I had never been on a dating site or anything. And after our first initial little foray back and forth with the, you know, the, in the, the email, if you will, um, she said, oh, let's just meet. I said, what, you want to have a phone call? She said, no, let's just meet. And I'm like, why, why not? Why, why not have a phone call? Because I knew you have to exchange energy on the, with the, somebody's voice. Okay. She said, no, let's yeah. just meet. And I realized that is a big learning. Tiffany, I just made up these rules. So I'll go, I'm just going to break my own rules. And I, we met, we got together. And then after three dates, I said, Hey, you know, I'm having a great time. And I've been in some other relationships and they haven't worked out. And I'm sure a lot of it's on me. What do I need to do to be a good boyfriend? And the person sitting across the table from me, who is now my wife of over 10 years, put her fork down and she looked at me and she said, pay attention. And uh, that was a big wake up call. And I think it's a message for two words. I said anything else. She said, no, but for guys out there, pay attention because as we know, and uh, this is indisputable, women pay attention to all the little things. They pick up on stuff like crazy and we pick up, we're sensitive. Yeah. We, we pay attention to, to us as guys, right? To our stuff. How does it affect me all the time? And it really takes a change, a paradigm shift to be able to start paying attention to your partner. If you're a guy, how are you doing today? See, oh, is she in a good mood today? What's going on with her? And then not solve the problems. Just listen. And then if you're asked, serve up you know, what you think might be a solution. But we're so quick to like fix everything. And women don't want us to fix everything. They want to be heard. So I've learned so much over the years. My wife's younger than me. And I'm glad that this has nothing to do with it. But I'm glad I waited. Because I'll tell you what happened. Um, I, was, I was single for so long. I went home for thank. When I go home for Thanksgiving, nobody even asked me uh, when are you getting married. I was forgotten. I was like the black sheep. That was it. And uh, 
I realized I had an epiphany and I said, I haven't made room in my heart for somebody else. So I was home at Thanksgiving one time and I said to my mom, hey, I said, hey, mom, you know, I'm going to get married next year. And she goes, really? That's great. Who, are you, who to who? I said, I don't know. She's like, what? I'm like, I just know it's going to happen. And because I had that epiphany about making room for somebody else in my heart, in my life, it happened. And sure enough, I met my wife a year later and we got engaged that right at that time. And then we got married the following the following spring. And it's been great since then. So I learned a lot, you know, for people out there, a lot of people want starter marriages and this or that. Waiting, this is just my experience. Waiting was better for me. You know why? Because I wasn't up to it before that. I wasn't up to the task, to the responsibility of being married. I was too wild in terms of, you know, my perspective. I, I would have been lousy. I would have been divorced. So I had to spend a lot of time alone. Uh, when you're single, after a while, you know, it's Saturday night, all your friends are in the suburbs with their kids. You want to go out to that bar by yourself and you're starting to get a little gray? Well, you got to find the right places to go to. It's not the end of the world. And half the world is single anyhow, who's over, over 50 these days. But, you know, it can be, it can, the, the, what they say, the heart is a lonely hunter and it can, can be that way. So you want to, at a certain point, say, what do I really want long term? Do I want to be single the rest of my life? Will we be happy that way? Okay, fine. I was kind of there, but I was open-minded and I was open to some, something new. And now um, I'm a dad. My son's ton, 10. We play baseball. I'm taking him to swimming later. We have a great time together. My wife's wonderful. And I'm just, it just, this is how it worked for me. My message to guys out there, find out what works for you. Don't feel pressured into anything. And same thing for women. Don't feel pressured. Do what makes, works for you. Love yourself. And that's how you attract the love from others. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really salient point that you kind of hit on there. I mean, it's like a lot of dudes out there are works in progress, myself included, right? So like everyone, we're all on our individual paths, but you know, I think the best thing that we can do for everybody else is just try to be that best version of yourself, work through whatever it is that's holding you back, that's bringing you down so that you can bring the best to the table for your partner, right? Yep. Otherwise... Otherwise, you're trying to live up to the same life paths as, as the people around you. Maybe not not necessarily the best fit for where you're at or what your journey is going to be. So, taking those continual steps, like you mentioned, to you know try to better yourself, get yourself in that right headspace so that you're available and present for your partner and those around you is really going to benefit you when it yeah. comes to settling down if that's what you, what you choose to do and, you know, creating that life for yourself and your family. So part of that process for you beyond like getting married later in life and, you know, developing your family and all that kind of stuff is like you, you took a big leap of faith leaving the advertising industry to go all in, jumping straight in the deep end with this whole guy's guy brand. So talk to me about that. What was that kind of process like for you when it came to fully diving in on this whole guy's guy project mindset mentality and the media brand that you've really built out of it. Well, uh, you know, sometimes what they say is, uh, sometimes when things happen to you, you don't think they're good for you. They could turn out to be the best thing. For instance, when I got, had a disease that turned out to be a, a inciting incident to spark for me to change my life. And, uh, so looking back, that was one of the best things that ever happened to me at the time. It was the worst thing by far ever that happened to me because I was caught off guard and I was looking into the abyss, if you will. Uh, and like, like this could be it. And, um, 
but I had to come back. I was blessed to be able to give, get a second chance. So I figured, well, I got to look at a lot of different things. So I also felt that the business I was in, I had some opportunities to launch my own brand and things like that. And they just kept seeing, I didn't feel the love coming back to me. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe there's a reason for this. And I'm really finding joy in what I'm doing. And things seem to be unfolding slowly, but steadily. I'm going to go do that because when this happens in the way I want it to happen, it's going to be the greatest, the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. And I'll be contributing, hopefully, by doing that. So I decided if there's a way I can do this, if I can manage my finances, is there a way I can do this? If my wife, my partner will say, okay, I'm with you, uh, then I'll do it. And that's fortunately, I was blessed that being the case. And things have, you know, had to modify the lifestyle make some choices. You do this or do that. You buy this or you buy that. I got it. You know, uh, I'm driving a Subaru. Okay, fine. It works. I love it. But you have to make some sacrifice. Not that, you know, some people don't have a vehicle. I get it. I'm, I'm super, you know, appreciative, but I'm not driving a Tesla or a Mercedes. Um, so uh, not, not woe is me, but I was riding in, you know, fast lifestyle in New York. And now, now um, I have to make some adjustments. That's the point. It's all relative. So it turned out to be a good thing. And you just have to say, I'm present. I'm awake. I'm healthy. I've got to, I'm, I wake up every morning now, Ryan, and I say, thank you. Thank you for the roof over my head. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my abundance. Thank you for my son. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's just part of, that's part of lifestyle as well as adding meditation, morning meditation to that. And so when I come up with frustrations, building something out of, you know, that's new, not knowing what the next step is, not knowing where the next break is. You have to say, why am I doing this? I ask for guidance and things seem to always work out. And this has kept me going. Even as recently as like this past week, I'm like, darn, I want the numbers to be better than this. And I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? Get over yourself and take a step back and say, okay, look at all these different areas. What can be done? And I think that's what we all have to do. Uh, particularly when we take that leap and we bet on ourselves, we have to be willing to say, hey, I'm all in or not, because once you go halfway and then backtrack, then you're going to always, are you going to ask yourself, I should have stuck with it. You might've been right at that point. And uh, that's so many times that happens that people drop it right when they're on the precipice of what they really want to happen. So I figured in the meantime, we're spreading goodwill, we're spreading information that people can can uh, digest and use to their own benefit and we'll just keep going helping people so nowadays everyone wants to position themselves if you look on twitter at least everyone wants to position themselves as a wannabe entrepreneur right so but you're actually someone who's built their own brand you know is that your piece of advice for people who are trying to jump out on their own do their own thing is that like just go for it or what's your what do you got to say to them uh, i think every case is an individual case and you have to weigh all the different factors you know, if you're you're a guy and you have like five kids or something and uh, your wife's not working or whatever, you know, you have to like say, okay, what's my financial situation? Can I do this or not? Otherwise, you don't want to put the other people at risk. Right. Uh, if you're in a, you know, if you're single and you say, okay, what what do I want to get out of the corporate lifestyle? How how much is enough? You know, New York's a great place. You go there and everybody's got a mission. And everybody's on mission. So it's go, go, go. And very people, there's a lot of focus there. It's chaos, but there's a lot of focus also. Yeah. So, so that's good. If doing what I'm doing, I start to feel uncomfortable in New York because my friends are all in corporate. 
and they're like wearing their suit and tie and like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And they're working on big deals and stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, podcast. Ha, ha. Oh, you wrote a book. That's cool. And I, I got to lunch. I got to go to lunch. Bye. And right. Right. you know, that's understandable. I was there also. So actually we moved, my wife convinced me, let's get out of New York and we moved to the West coast and we may even get out of the West coast because there's so many similarities, but it's been better. The change has been really good. And my point for everybody is, you know, decide what you want to do. If you want to do something, if you're not satisfied with the corporate life, if you like it, fine, keep doing it. Um, if you want to do your own thing, decide what it is. Does it fill a need? How can you contribute? And what do you want out of it? And how do you maintain your own integrity while you're doing that? And there's, there's a lot of factors. So, and then have check-ins with yourself frequently. Okay, where are we? What are we doing? I don't, don't put the pressure on yourself in terms of a scoreboard all the time, but say, how can we do this better? Is there something we need to add? I mean, you know, like nobody was talking about AI five years ago. Nobody was on Instagram 10 years ago. I mean, nobody was on threads three years ago. So you have to say, how do oh, I use all these right tools? <laughs> that's, that's true. I am. <laughs> but it's just, you have to say, wow, you know, the world moves fast. And um, if you want to do your thing, don't get distracted and don't get discouraged if things aren't immediately going your way. It's like I said, if you want to be a writer, it's got to be something you have to do, not that you just want to do, because what will happen in that case is you'll write three pages. Oh, this is my story. And then you'll be like, now, where do we go? No, you have to study storytelling. No, you have to read a lot. And that was the other thing I would suggest for everybody, regardless of what you do, read, read all the time, read whenever you can read, meditate, and then do physical, uh, do physical things, get outside, get in nature, work on your body, uh, not in a pre training type of way, but in a way that's, you know, for your physical, overall physical health, work on your diet over this transformational period, Ryan, as you know, I haven't eaten meat in over a decade. I haven't drank in over three years. I don't miss either because I realized the mechanisms behind the underpinning behind eating meat, which is for me, not for everybody else and not drinking, which is for me, not for everybody else and how it works. And like, for instance, drinking is about, for me, it looks, it was about the ritual, pop and open a beer, um, popping the wine bottle open, pouring a drink over the ice. It wasn't the alcohol. It was the ritual. So now I have, I enjoy a, a, a not an alcohol removed beer now and then, and I'm fine. I don't feel left out. Tastes pretty right. good. It's a trade-off like a lot of things are. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that we might've hit on this earlier, but I think part of that is people are being more open to other types of things. Someone who is voluntarily sober, for instance, right? Like that might've been like, oh, that's weird. Like, do you have a problem or something like that right. years ago? Nowadays, you know, people are just like, no, it's just the, the path that's best for me. So, you know, and there are options, there are opportunities out there for you to, you know, be able to engage with that kind of stuff without feeling like an outcast or an outsider or whatever. So one of the things that you said a, a lot of, a lot of the time over the 600 episodes of guys, guy radio yeah. is that there's never been a better time to be a man. And I think that there's a large degree of truth there. You know, there's so many different paths that you can take and there's so many different avenues that you can explore about this human experience that we're, we're all a part of. So just to bring it back 600 episodes, that's a lot of content. That's a lot of guests. You're saying, Oh, 700 guests on guys, guy radio. So what's next for you? What's the game plan? What can we look forward to in 2024 and in moving forward? 
Well, we're going to keep doing everything we're doing in 2024 even better. Uh, that Aging is a Choice series for uh, UK Health Radio. We're, we're working on some things with that. I think it's another area where there's a demand for and a lot of people are interested in. A lot of boomers are interested in that. So I hopefully I can contribute there. But also, um, I think it's gratitude. I want to be very appreciative to everybody. Number one, to you, Ryan, you've been with me and supporting me the entire time. So thank you. I want to thank uh, Chris, our producer. Um, who's been with me uh, for the past, of, I don't know how many years, about five years. Thank you, Chris. And I want to thank my wonderful guests for over the past, I don't know how many years on, on YouTube and on, uh, on the radio. And also I want to thank Noba, the band that plays the music for our show. And uh, the name yeah. of the tune is called Uninspired Noba N-O-B-A. And uh, most of all, I want to thank our listeners and our audience and our subscribers and uh, it means the world. So thank you very much. Please stay with us. We're going to keep going. I got a lot of great guests lined up and uh, we're going to keep expanding in a organic, natural way to deliver you the best content and the best information to help you live your best life. Thank you. 100%. Before we you know, wrap this all up, I got two things for you. One, you mentioned books that have been super influential to you. Can you hit me with your 2023 book of the year? If someone's got to check out anything, what's your, what's your top reco? Wow, that's tough. You're putting me on the spot on because spot, I get an, I get an, I get an, Okay, the number one book of my life, Siddhartha by Herman Hess. I read it every decade. I'm reading it to my son now at night, and it's about uh, a young man's journey through life, all the ups and downs and all the different temptations and all the aspects of life from spirituality to um, abundance, to wealth, to sex, to what life is really all about. It's to me the great, and it's short too. And uh, there's no fat in it whatsoever. And to me, it's the greatest book ever written. That's me, Siddhartha Herman Hess. That's a banger. I haven't read that one in probably 10 years, but that's one that I got to go back to because I remember, I think in like high school, it was one of those seminal, like eye-opening books that everyone should have. Well, what's cool about that book and why I rate it number one is that each decade that I've read it, I get something completely different out of it. It's like a completely Mm -hmm. different book. Right. Good pick. Good pick. Um, All right. So Hit me with what's going on. What can we look forward to? You got any plug, anything you want to plug right now? Subscribe to the YouTube. Check out the Health Triangle magazine. It's a digital magazine. Um, again, UK Health Radio on your computer. You can listen to that. It's digital. KCAA. They also do their own podcasts and YouTube and stuff like that. And our podcast is downloaded in over 100 countries and you know it, it charts frequently. So we've got the content and we've got a lot more on the way. And if you could just, if you enjoy the guests and content, I bring you each and every week to the show, just support us. My word of advice to everybody out there, one thing would be just love yourself. Don't do, don't change for other people. Be a critical thinker and respect yourself. And, you know, when the noise, listen to the noise, witness what's going on, and then don't get sucked into the drama. Just live your life and be kind. Sage words. Bob, Robert. I appreciate you for letting me uh, put on my interviewing hat tonight. It's been it's been real. Thanks for everything that you've been bringing to the table. Um, excited to see what's next for for you, for the brand, for the podcast, everything that you got going on. Really appreciate you. Um, it's Guys Guy Radio, episode six hundred. It's been real. So, Love it. I remember Ryan. Like I always like to say, hit me, guys. Guys, finish first. Ah, uh, love it. 
So there it is. Episode 600 of Guys Guy Radio in the books. It was fun putting on the interviewer cap. Not for new hires in the marketing world, but for a guy that I've come to know quite well over the last 10 years. From my old boss at an ad agency when I was fresh out of college to a guy whose podcast I would chop up in my apartment to a friend and a mentor. It's cool how as we progress that some of the people that we might least expect become some of the most important people in our personal and collective journeys. But at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? Soaking up all the information, learning everything you can, and then putting into practice what works for you. You keep an open mind, you keep an open heart, and just let the universe open itself up for you. So what did we learn? Well, for one, life's crazy, but that's not a bad thing. If you're stuck in a rut, there's no shortage of new things to discover, new knowledge to uncover. That project you've been thinking about, go for it. That new brand that you were thinking about starting, launch it. There's never been a better time to broaden your horizons, to check out something new, to better yourself and those around you. Keep growing, keep thriving. Just remember to look out for one another. I appreciate you all sticking around. For personal plugs, if you want more of me, you can check out my band, The Great Airport Mystery, on Spotify and Apple Music. I also want to give a shout out to my brother, who goes by the moniker Slamstar, who wrote the outro music for this show. And with that, I'll pass it on over to Bob and we can close out the show. Until next time, I'll see you around. Okay, that was a fun conversation with my buddy Ryan, and I'm so appreciative that he uh, pulled that together for me. So thank you, and thank you, Chris, my producer, and thank you for listening today and watching however you consume the show. So you got to learn a little bit more about me here, Guy's Guy. You got to learn a little bit about what a Guy's Guy is and why it's so important that men step up like now. I mean, we need strength from men, but we need strength deployed the right way. It's not about macho and muscles and how many tattoos you have. There's nothing wrong with that. I've got some muscles and tattoos, but it's about strength and kindness and strength and respect and strength and being comfortable in your own skin and being mindful and present and respectful to other people. It's important. That's real strength. And for everybody out there, when you're pursuing your dreams, you know, don't follow the narrative that we're, we've been given. And that the narrative I'm referring to is this is a world where you do this and you get that and you do this and you get that and you do this and you get that. I think we've all learned that that's not how it works. Yeah, there's some c corruption and there's some game playing and sometimes the game feels like it's rigged. So we've got to do our own thing. We've got to follow our hearts. We've got to follow our passions. We will, don't change for anybody as long as we're on the right trajectory and we're being kind and respectful of ourselves. And for others, we've got to love ourselves. The rest falls into place at the right time. I'm going to tell you a quick story um, about my dad. Um, I was in the advertising industry in New York, and uh, it's an up-and-down industry. And uh, one time I was between jobs, and I was getting a little nervous about it because if you're in your prime and you're out of the ad world in New York corporately, you could get shunned pretty quickly, and you've got to get yourself back in. And I was getting nervous, and I went home from the city back to uh, New Jersey where my folks are and I had dinner with them and then came back in and I could tell my dad was a little bit concerned about me and I assured him everything was okay. And my dad wasn't a super sensitive guy 
by any means, um, as far as I knew, until a couple of days later, I got a card in the mail. First and only time this ever happened. I opened it up, and there was an illustration on the cover of the card, and it was this young, young guy, and he's standing, facing this crowd. He's like a, a kid, facing the crowd. You see him from behind, and the audience is filled, packed to the rafters, all eyes trained on him, and he's holding in his right hand, at his side, a violin and his bow in the other hand. And it just said three words, the card said three words, believe in yourself. And then it was signed, love, dad. And I was so moved by that, that I, I've kept the card ever since, and I've always reminded myself of those three words and how important they are no matter who you are, believing in yourself, because we all have the universe inside us. You can read any spiritual text, any type of book. They all say the same thing. The power is within. So claim your power, do your thing, follow your passions, and it all will work out and fall into place at the appropriate time. It has for me, it can for you, and I have my struggles, I have my challenges, I have my obstacles, we all do. We want to see them as best as possible as learning experience, but believe in yourself. All right, this is Robert Manny signing off for the 600 show of Guys Guys Radio. I hope to see you next week. And until then, like I always say, guys, guys, finish first. Guy Radio.